like with the memes, it's like this point of recognition, I would yeah. say. Yeah. And I think that's what's making yeah. memes so accessible for like um to put like this theory in. And that's why I thought it was also funny to, to then like kind of translate it like this yeah. theory and to see like what are the points of recognition, you know? Are people yeah. like recognizing these points in the theory? Is the theory actually coming across? Welcome to the first music show, Void Music Show. Today our guest is Annabelle Bray. And stick around because later we're gonna have a little chat. Enjoy. This is Switcher Dub for the reparation of the people of West Papua. Coming to you in front of Lake Rek Nalobale, Uganda. Thank you. 
so nice i really wanted to go to the club now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, what day is it thursday yeah, yeah thursday very afternoon. Soon. well thank you for this beautiful set i don't know anything about you so actually <laughs> i did i did research into what you sent the proposal yeah, yeah but i'll pretend still that i don't know anything about your practice yeah, yeah, because yeah. i <laughs> want you to tell me what you do yeah so if we can start with that actually if you can tell us a bit about your practice and yeah i also know that you're a researcher a meme researcher yeah yeah to be more specific and yeah. i'm really curious to to know because for me these are like two different disciplines that you do yeah. and you're combining kind of and i'm just thinking are they working in parallel to each other are they perpendicular or do you or which came first you know like was yeah, it music yeah. was it research or are they intertwined or like how does it work in your division of in your um, practice i think it's kind of intertwined like research came first but not meme research yeah um but research came first definitely and also just like a bit of vision behind it and the motivation behind it that really came first um and then music came kind of along the way like first just like by going to nightclubs i would say and then just getting an interest in the music also kind of going to nightclubs to escape yeah. the research maybe but, uh, <laughs> but so, so that's there. very parallel <laughs> that's or very like, that's, parallel how would you call this like it's not per it's like again like bouncing against yeah yeah like how? bouncing against each other <laughs> but, like plus and no minus and no that's plus Plus and minus. Yeah, so yeah. Repulsive. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Repulsive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then it's I like that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> then it wasn't merging at all. Yeah. Um, and then now I really, I was really trying to actually, I really wanted to also bring, bring like clubbing and music into my research with mm -hmm. memes and see if like these online spaces in terms of curation and in terms of music would have like an overlap between like for example how these meme pages are curated but i'm not quite there yet so i don't know if i actually want to merge them or if i want to yeah. keep them separated it's like kind of a work in progress uh, yeah, right yeah, yeah. now because i do see like some overlaps but i also don't want to merge it just for the sake of merging yeah sometimes um, it's not necessary yeah <laughs> yeah me. i think it's like two different practices but mm. um it kind of overlaps in like weird ways that mm -hmm. you sometimes don't expect so for example what i really like about the meme research is that it's like this um very common thing where you can have these very like humorous but also kind of scary um things that and uh, subcultures that you're like diving into that's especially like these political memes i really like uh studying political memes especially mm -hmm. on the left yeah uh, because i feel they're not researched enough there's mm -hmm. a lot of attention going to like this uh, right-wing extremism online but like the left is like something that's really growing right now online yeah so uh, that's what i like to focus on um and in terms of music i think um I think in the political parts, um, both have an overlap uh, in ways that um, I think 
the meme groups I like to research and the club culture I like to be in. Mm-hmm. Like they can have some overlap in like this progressive, like more leftist view, which I really like. And um and but also with memes and randomness, for example, with like music samples, like they really make me think of memes sometimes because you have like this little sample copied and it mm-hmm. just like spreads from song to song. Yeah. And like I sometimes have samples that I hear like in four different songs in my playlist you know it's the same sample that's used and used over and over again and just like spreading like wildfire so i i see there i see quite some overlap and also just like in terms of the sound just like this um right now in the set i really try to like make this a bit like glitchy yeah random sound which like is kind of how i feel sometimes when i'm on the internet or when i'm like in these meme groups it goes from like point to point everything goes so fast and but you're kind of thriving into it, which I yeah. really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also curious, uh, so how did you start with being interested in memes and how did that lead you to critical theory that you later discovered? Also, like, the books that you read? Um, I think my interest in memes really started because I really like memes. <laughs> and yeah. also, um, I was doing some uh, work for some uh, activist groups and actually memes were also used there to just like spread some really basic messaging mm-hmm. uh, of like uh, for example facts about the fossil f- uh, about the fossil industry that like were quite shocking but not a lot of people n- knew yeah. we would just like turn them into memes so they would like spread really fast so yeah. then I was like oh that's actually interesting and once I was in there I actually also kind of learned some things that I didn't know about for example politics through memes yeah so and I was like damn like I was in university but I learned like some really basic things through memes which is uh, very interesting but then seeing those groups I also saw how like kind of the other side of it like how it could also uh, spread like very random weird Mm -hmm. facts that were just like so out of context and then people like completely jumping into it and like considering them as like the ultimate truth right now yeah yeah, yeah. which i really saw in like these groups as well which was like oh yeah it's interesting like it really has its positive sides on like for example spreading theory but also Mm -hmm. negative sides uh, i would say for me like for example i'm not uh i don't have a meme memory yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i'm not like a meme expert i do like memes like from the user experience perspective yeah but i often feel like just because i saw it's kind of like the ultimate existence of a theory as well yeah yeah. i'm like okay now i know enough through the memes and i'm not gonna dive into it you know so it's very interesting for me to also like uh, your approach that you actually through memes got interested in critical theory and that you also combine it with music and what you say also about the certain samples you know that it yeah, comes yeah. in like as a glitch and then it travels from one soundtrack to yeah, another yeah 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 exactly and um also with memes i actually saw a meme about this uh what was like um people that learned theory through memes and then they had like this i I don't know it's really hard to explain memes like on a microphone (laughs) but then they had like this uh, picture of like a bookshelf but then it was turned and it was like only this carbon like oh yeah yeah. paper of a bookshelf and i feel like that is often the case with like these memes you get like the shell of it but you don't really get deep into it so you will just go to like from complex theory to complex theory not really knowing like a lot about it yeah so you really then dependent on like what someone behind this page is curating and often you don't know what this 
person is like, what this person yeah. is, you know. Yeah. And also, especially there are a lot of young people on these pages as well. That if I was sixteen and I would see these pages, like I have no idea what I would think, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't exactly. really understand it, but you really want to go into it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's super interesting. Uh, that's as such well. a that's such a good uh, reference, like to see this page in the bookshelf i think that's a it's a beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> illustration of of how they travel through internet and through interfaces as well but i'm also curious how do you see that in like you're making music and when you say about these samples like how do they travel from one like they also it sounds like they randomly appear yeah or like are passed on and then i'm curious do you need to know also the author behind the the samples or like who made certain samples or is it for you more like accumulating and then kind of like making having your own voice through this mesh uh, I think it really depends like on what you want to send out but I think that's maybe also like a kind of a common thing with like memes and music is that like yeah. authorship is kind of a hard thing sometimes in it because yeah, like especially yeah. producers they don't get a lot of credit for like yeah. the songs they make and then DJs will just like play them but they don't really get a lot paid for it usually yeah, yeah. Um, it's also just like spread around on like these file sharing websites and they won't get any money yeah. uh, on it so these samples often become like kind of anonymous mm -hmm. and sometimes you really don't know where they're coming from but yeah. um, for example I, I think like especially there are some artists that really also experiment with like this spoken word and also with activism actually in these samples. Uh, so, for example, the first song I played is from this uh, indigenous group uh, in Uganda, mm -hmm. and they do uh, they mix like spoken words uh, together with electronic music, also as a way to spread their activism. Yeah. Um, with those kind of things, I do think it's really important to like yeah. kind of know who the people are behind it, you know, and yeah. also that you credit them and that they get paid. Um, but especially with, with like really old samples, sometimes they also just like memes become kind of a joke, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you will just like throw this sample in just because it's like funny and people recognize it and yeah. it can really get people energized. I think it's very similar with yeah. memes as well. Like you can either spread like, quite important messaging for you or for your community in it but you can also use it really like as a joke just yeah. to get like people laughing yeah 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 just like the versatility i think is yeah there's an overlap in there yeah but i'm also like how do you so do you see memes i'm i keep bringing it back to memes compared to some yeah but do you see them more like similar in the format or as a tool for translating because you also use me like as a researcher you use memes to translate certain uh, critical yeah. theory as yeah. well so i'm also wondering if like music sound samples can have the same can have the same function you know that mm -hmm. it translates perhaps like the language of music or i don't know like with the memes it's like this point of recognition i would yeah. say yeah and i think that's what's making yeah. memes so accessible for like um to put like this theory in and that's why I thought it was also funny to, to then like kind of translate it like this yeah. theory and to see like what are the points of recognition, you know, are people yeah. like recognizing these points in the theory? Is the theory actually coming across? Yeah. And if it's, yeah. it's if it, uh, whether it's like pulling them towards his theory or like more so yeah. creating a distance. And I think like with these samples, it can have like this pulling effect of like mm. maybe people want 
necessarily be familiar with like the genre of a specific song and like need some time yeah. to get into it but like a sample can be, be this point of recognition where they're like okay let me try this song yeah and maybe then discover like new things that they yeah didn't know before no but that's so interesting also like as a user as who experiences memes and as a listener of good music i hope <laughs> <laughs> that really like resonates like this point of recognition because i also do most of the times appreciate the music that i have certain familiarity yeah. with, you know yeah it takes time to like get into something yeah like whether that's theory or music like if yeah. you have like something new it takes a bit of time and like yeah Exactly. If you have something that makes you feel familiar with it, it's it might be more easy to actually come into it. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. But what about genres? It's been so long that I've been following genres. Still <laughs> cannot point out a genre, especially really like since electronic, this. the rise of electronic music. I really also kind of like what went into deliberate resistance to understand certain genres. Yeah. You know, that's for mm -hmm. me, I don't know like how it is for you or if you define your practice under a certain, if there's an umbrella genre that you work under. But uh, it's always better for like marketing reasons, I would say, but I don't think I'm quite there yet at a point that I really need to define it. So uh -huh. I also have no idea what I'm playing usually. Like, wh yeah. well, I know like if it's like a break or like a bit housey, but then yeah, I remember one time I was playing somewhere and then the guy was like okay you need to play like house happy blah de blah <laughs> and i was like okay and then i did that i thought and it and, was not house. and it was not a house <laughs> and it was also not happy it was more like electro kind of sad <laughs> like in but the middle yeah, of like I mean, these palm trees like they had this decoration with like all these flowers and these palm trees and i was like oh no it's such a big challenge to t ask somebody to play happy music because happiness is also personally defined yeah no? exactly <laughs> like i thought it was like <laughs> happy but uh, yeah. so yeah i think also with these genres i think it's like sometimes like you can try to label it but it's also just like a collection of sounds that like yeah. resonate with a feeling i would say and like to really label that can be very hard like especially yeah. if you like going in multiple directions like what i just played i i think you could call it like a bit tribal mix with electro and house but that's how i would call it like yeah other people would maybe call it techno i don't know yeah 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 I would call it electronic music. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> Love electronic always music. Always right. <laughs> that's always it's safe. It's yeah, safe. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah, Play electronic music. Yeah, I will remember that. <laughs> yeah, but what about so? Yeah, I mean, have you? So you do sometimes use genres mm -hmm. for specific contexts, I guess, or like for yeah. certain gigs, and but you don't identify your practice under one do you think that in the future you would it might be easier somehow say that manifest a certain electronic genre or like music genre i think so but i think it's also nice to be, be like defined as like undefinable yeah i totally agree <laughs> so i really like it when it like goes a bit in all directions yeah uh, because that's what really gives like this kick of energy I would say and really keeps you like with the music but that really depends on people like some people really like it to have only techno played for example like yeah only one kind of beat and then some differences in noises and like that's great mm -hmm. um but for me that's not really where the energy 
comes from maybe also because i like memes i like just like fast things like fast and changing fast do you so you, when you're playing music do you have memes like shuffling in your head or how does it work <laughs> is it more like the samples or the translated format of memes or like do you think about <laughs> i don't really think about memes for making music i think well sometimes i'm scrolling on my phone but then i will forget <laughs> about the music and then it's like oh shit <laughs> it's now really separated yeah. i think yeah 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 no memes and um memes i usually have like when i'm just like scrolling on my phone yeah and then i'm like consuming them but they also go like yeah i think the fastness of it is also what i like in it yeah. and like kind of the funniness uh of it sometimes and it being unpredictable yeah in some way so that's what i always also like with music that sometimes you will be like ah you know Oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's super cool. And, like, some people hate that, but some people love it, you know? And, like, yeah. I think if you can make a few people happy with it, that's already nice. Yeah. So. Which platforms do you rely... Which platforms do you rely on to find the memes? Um, Reddit is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, because you even have, like, this page. Um, if you want to... <laughs> for anyone who wants to research... Uh, left-wing internet memes you have this reddit page i have to find it somewhere but it literally has like all almost all left-wing platforms on reddit categorized under like all the different i think there are like a thousand reddits uh -huh. subreddits yeah. on that page and it's just like all categorized like into for example communism anarchism memes like all these things and then yeah just like separated with that if you want to do research on it it's really nice because you can just like click which is also kind of bizarre that's you're then just like clicking like the kind of ideology you want which yeah, yeah, feels yeah. super weird <laughs> yeah it's like okay communism this time for research you know and then you click and you come in this completely different world which is yeah kind of bizarre and i think instagram for like especially for more local yeah stuff um do yeah. you have like any specific accounts from Instagram that you can wrap out? <laughs> um what I used well because you also have like uh, your own, right? The yeah, I've like, well I don't have a I had like kind of a meme Instagram, but it was more to like post the memes that were the translation of the book. Also yeah. the name was ridiculous, so I don't even know it anymore. <laughs> but um I think uh, the page that I researched the most, I think, is like, it's not exactly a meme page, but it's like um, uh, Joshua Citarella. He's like yes. uh, this researcher. Like, yeah. I really love his research. And also he would repost like the some memes of, oh yeah, this page, the memeing of Mark Fisher, mm. which is like hilarious. It's just like um, these meme moments and like pop history, but then with like... Yeah. Uh, capitalist realism photoshopped on it like, you know like the uh, picture of Paris Hilton reading the book with them with like yeah. capitalist realism like photoshopped on it and like the whole page is gold uh, yeah. but I think Joshua Citarella I got a lot of inspiration from yeah uh, and just like the platforms connected to it yeah you have a Think lot of um, different yeah. anti-capitalist pages like you have like this really like hard especially like the ones with like small followers like 
Mm. Those are really hardcore. Like that, I'm sometimes also like, oh, these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they talking about? You know, <laughs> like I don't even know. Um, yeah, and it gets like really intense. But I think it's very interesting to then like kind of yeah. delve yourself into it and see what's happening there. Like and kind of try to stand in the middle of yeah. it and like trying to look at it objectively. Yeah, trying. I would say. <laughs> But you always get like a bit sucked into certain emotions when like looking yeah. at really radical stuff, I would say. Yeah. Whether it's like shock or like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's like different things, but that's what keeps it interesting as well. Yeah. And I think like the fact that it's online makes you kind of a little bit distant yeah. from it because it's not happening right here and right now. But of course, if you see the consequences, like not necessarily on the left, but especially with like these extreme right-wing pages then you do see where it's like the possibilities where it can lead to Mm -hmm. kind of and i don't know if that's going to be the case on the left i don't think so yeah but yeah it's like i think it's kind of always good to keep that in mind when looking at like really radical stuff this is also what i'm curious about in terms of sound as well like if you use certain samples can there be certain consequences to using certain samples? You yeah, know? I mm-hmm. think so. I think so, definitely. Like, I do kind of watch that, that, like, for some samples, I use it kind of with care. Yeah. Kind of like, for example, with the uh, uh, Indigenous uh, Resistance Group, uh, mm-hmm. with that song, I'm not going to play, like, twerk music over it because it would yeah. feel, like, disrespectful because they're spreading their activism you know and their stories about you know their culture and like using music to spread this message and i don't want this mixed with like a i don't know an ass and titty songs because it would just like feel disrespectful you know yeah um and then like with sometimes i will listen to like some samples i think sometimes if it's like very cruel or something like I the slutty ones I don't care about I think they're really fun yeah. um, but like if it's like really cruel like you have some samples that are kind of like sounding violence sometimes I had this one song that I really liked but it had like this crying woman over it like about like and it sounded like it was about an abusive relationship or something and then I was like oh yeah I don't know if I really want to yeah. play this song on like a large speaker system you know so I do think in some way there's like some consequences in that yeah. term on it so it's like sometimes good to listen to but that's with most samples it's like yeah it's also sometimes kind of funny to be a bit provocative with it yeah, or yeah, like but it's also not bit. not just about like using the samples, but also like how do you contextualize the sample within your creation as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you, yeah. it's not really in the document, it's more the approach to the document. Yeah, that yeah. That is very personal for every maker and for... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> it was very lovely to have you and thanks yeah. for the private show. Yeah, no, <laughs> thank you.